You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. To the big program as we continue. This is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, a great family of podcasts covering a large and varied range. Uh, and we encourage you to check them out. Entertaining shows, we got them highly creative and uh, with with tremendous production value. We got them too. Uh, this program, one of the very first of its kind for them, but we are glad to be a part of the family. Again, it's Evergreen Podcasts. Look for them online at Evergreen Podcasts. Podcast.com. Hour number one, great guest, Martin Costello, Josh Strang, and Evan Smith. Hour number two, we will light up your life. I had some ideas, and one of them is every shop in the country should be outfitted with lighting that will enable you to see everything, not just some things, but everything. Uh, and so we're going to talk LED lighting, what it means to light your deck, your shop, your basement, whatever, and the right way to do it and the affordable way to do it. We'll talk with Craig Schweinebart from Yellow Blue LED coming up later in this hour. Uh, Carlin Gardner will be joining us, talk a bit about racing. Uh, Carlin's been a professional motocross racer for what? Um, I'm going to say three-plus years qualifying for the 250 West Coast main events. We'll talk to him about that. And we'll also uh, be talking with Cooper Webb here just momentarily. Before we get there, let's take a look at the Supercross Minneapolis round results. We're going to 450 first. Tony, it was Marvin Muskin bringing up the number three in the second place. It was Kenny Roxon And Coop does it. Coop Webb in the number one spot in the 450 Supercross results. Any surprises for you? No, I, I, well, I mean, Cooper Webb is on a roll, it seems. And, uh, I think that it's, uh, I think it's pretty exciting for Cooper Webb. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, you know what? I, I, watching Ken Roxon on the podium and watching him race and everything, the, the, uh, the, his demeanor is, hey, I'm glad to get out here safe. And, and, and you know, in second place, he right. has, you know, he's got the points lead, that kind of thing. So y- you don't have to win the, the, every single race to win the championship and i think a lot of these guys it's been a long time since we've seen this series so close in points it's without tight. having one guy like a dungy or a villapoto pull away just yeah just take off with it and mm-hmm. run and and you know the the old saying i think carmichael always said it the real series starts when they go back east well now we're going to see maybe um, but everybody's really tight in points. So. Is this there? And I know they're not doing it intentionally in an attempt to replicate uh, what they did with uh, uh, with what Fell did with with Arena Cross. You know the point reset, but it has kind of become that anyway, right? It's almost like a point reset because what people are doing well out west, they go back east, they don't do as well. It's like a balance. Some people, yeah, I think that could be. You could you could say that, but I but. I mean, I'm the conspiracy theorist guy. So. <laughs> Ken Roxon leads Cooper Webb by one point. So he has 125 points. Webb has 124. Tomac, 123. Marvin, 123. Wow. That's awesome. Then it drops down. Then you've got, you know, Barsha, Reed, Baggett, uh, Seeley, who, Plessinger, and not in that order. Brayton is, uh, you know, close to the top 10. Right. But they're way down compared to those those top four guys. It's 
pretty cool, man. I mean, it's got to be, uh, you know, there's three different brands in the top four. And, you know, that's good for business, I think, for Supercross. On the weekend when most of us are celebrating, what, Valentine's Day, some of us will be in Arlington watching Supercross on Saturday the 16th of February. But before we get there, let's take a look at the 250 Supercross East results. Finishing in third, Cooper, excuse me, Justin Cooper, almost said Justin Cooper Webb. Uh, Jordan Smith in second, and Austin Fortner, is that a name? As 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 I'm singing anyway, Tony, is that a name that um, you know that really has 450 written all over it in the years to come? Austin Fortner. It'll be interesting. I, it's it's hard for me to picture because he was at my track. It seems like he was just racing yesterday. at my track just you know a couple of years ago. Him and his dad, mm-hmm. you know, in the back of a truck and and on his super mini. And uh, now to see him on TV and and or you know or at the races when we go. Um, you know, I think he's got a lot of maturing to do, but he's definitely he's young. It's uh, you know, it's I a lot would, of pressure. I would think AC on a 450 before Forkner. You know, he's been there a while. Uh, Jimmy Dakotas is apparently going to race 250s forever, uh, <laughs> and I'm not talking crap. But I just think he's a he's a good 250 rider. I've never seen him ride one. Uh, McElrath, those guys. Um, you know, it's it's. Uh, yeah, I think the the hopefully they all find a home in the 450 class. All right, we've got a lot to talk about in this hour. This is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Scott Casper, Tony Wink in studio. Our producers include Jack and Leanne DeLeon. Leanne, of course, the one that, uh, well, pretty much tells everybody else what to do, and we appreciate that. We will get it done. Uh, Chris Bishop and Tommy Boy Halverson uh, contributing to this week's program, as always. If you missed any part of our number one, you can go back and grab it, listen to it on our app or, of course, at the website. And, uh, we, you know, we hear from so many of you after you do listen, maybe the second time through. We'll, hey, we'll take your emails. We'll take your Facebook posts. No matter how you want to communicate with us, please feel free to do so. Uh, we originally had Cooper Webb to start this hour but we bumped carlin gardner up to take coop's place let's go to our first guest in hour number two carlin gardner carlin how are you i'm good can you hear me all right yeah it's almost just started jack is there anything we do with that i, I know it's hard I, are you I've on got a train a, yeah i've got headphones there you go carlin uh, how are you I'm, I'm wonderful how about you guys well you sound a little bit better there we'll keep uh, we'll keep playing with our dials over here Okay, so thank you, Jack. Um, Carlin, you've been racing how many years now? I've been racing professionally or just racing. I've been racing for about 12 years professionally. This is almost my fourth year total. Um, how did you make the decision to uh, turn pro? Um, honestly, probably it was pretty late. I would say later than normal. Right. Um, probably around 125 uh, when I started going to Loretta's a bit. Um, I, I was racing 125s and two-stroke open. I won a championship in Loretta's, and once once I did that, I kind of made the decision that this was the best thing I was I was at, you know, doing something, um, and I needed to make a, a good bit, good push to uh, continue and be better at it. So that's when I kind of made the decision to I wanted to go professional with it, and I went uh, professional two years after that, and then uh, just been just been trying to progress ever since. Having been uh, doing this for just a few years um, <laughs> as a pro. Um, when, oh, I thought you were talking about yourself there for a minute. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a lot, th- th- this used to be the case and, and maybe you can answer this. There's a lot more money in being an amateur than there is a pro. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know that that a lot of, a lot of that has dried up, but, 
um, not for everybody. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I really, I really do not know. Um, I know there is a few amateurs that make good money, but I think it's it's the percentage of the amateurs that make good money is less than the percentage of pros that make good money. Um, I think you know you got to be a really, really unique character to make good money in the amateurs, but in the pros, I think it becomes you know more about work and and who works the hardest. And you can you know even if you're you're 20th every weekend, you, you're making okay money. Um, you know, not amazing, but at least you can make something at it. But I, I never, I never had any good money as an amateur. That's for sure. You're doing 450 this year, right? Yep. Yeah. How's that going? What are you riding? Talk. Tell us. Really good. I'm on a Honda 450. Okay. Uh, 2018. Um, it's going actually really good. I, I started the 250s um, in 2017 and 2018 on West Coast, and then I finished last year the Supercross. Um, series on the 450, and I kind of bonded with that a lot better. So this year, I just wanted to do the full season in the 450 class. Uh, you know, we're talking amongst ourselves here in the studio. Apparently, somebody was listening in. Um, what What is the biggest difference for our at-home at players? What's the biggest difference between racing west and east? Um, uh, this, I think the tracks get broken down a little more on the east coast. I think, you know, the dirt, every, each weekend the dirt's different. Uh, that's not like the biggest change, but I would say East Coast is more more, more ruddier tracks, just more brutal and antagonizing, you know, just just technical tracks. You know, I think they just get broken down. You know, it, it takes a smart rider to be able to do 20 minutes, 15 minutes on it consistently and not make too many mistakes um, instead of, you know, West Coast has a couple couple brutal tracks, but I would say East Coast every round is, is really tricky less lime <clears throat> less lime on the east coast maybe <laughs> most of the time yeah i mean because most <laughs> of them are well are now they're not going to use it they're they're uh i i was watching the the broadcast prater said he was gonna they sent a five thousand dollar check to everybody then that, that raced it was that did you get that five thousand dollar check uh no i've been in communication with them i haven't i haven't accepted anything um uh, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily want to talk too much about that. But you know, they they, they did call me and they did, uh, you know, uh, apologize for everything. And you know, I know it wasn't it wasn't necessarily their fault. Well, they didn't purposely do anything. It's just an unfortunate event that happened. Um, but I was just trying to handle some other things, and so I've just been in communication with them. But I have not accepted anything. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, sounds like there's there's more to that, and I and I, I will not push it, but. Uh, you know that's the thing with uh, when you're the the organizer, promoter, whatever you want to call it, and they're definitely promoters. Um, you know, to pull off a show like that is tough sometimes. Yeah, it's huge. And uh, San Diego did not look like any fun. I was there. It wasn't fun watching. I'll tell you that. It, even even if I was dry, which I I opted to not wear my. Um, raincoat that i had in my van like a moron uh but uh i sat in the uh the uh the stands and and it just looked like it was a miserable f evening for all of you guys yeah i mean i wasn't uh, uh, to be honest i like my braces i i go into those days realizing like that could be a breakthrough night because anything can happen on in mud races. Like, yeah, it's not fun. Like you're wet all day, muddy. It's not, you can't race to your true potential, but 
as far as like results wise, it gives you an opportunity to, I would say, get a better result than you normally could because of the chances of so many things going wrong and everything. So I, I look forward to mud races because you never, you never know the result. And like, that was my best night I've had ever in Supercross. So, so that's why I think when you go into it with a better mindset, your, your results going to be better. So that's why I always try to look, look, you know, at the positive sides on, on that. But other than the lime part, that wasn't fun, but the results and, and, uh, the outlook of the whole night was good. As a guy, uh, can a privateer make it in Supercross? I mean, without uh, the support of, of uh, you know a whole team around you, can a can a privateer go racing and and uh, make his way through Supercross? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, I have no no doubt in that. It's it's not the you know I, I would say the easiest thing to do. I mean, but I like I think. There's very, very few people that have done it. That's why it seems so impossible to most. And, you know, that question comes up quite a bit. But there, it's, it's the hardest part is just knowing, like, it takes time. Everyone wants it to happen, you know, in the first or second year of them, of them racing professionally. And that's just not what happens sometimes. You know, you're not, you're not as good as some of the guys. And that's why if you look at, like, guys like Weston Pike, you know, that it was, shoot, I don't know, six, seven years, whatever it may be, before he finally – you know, was a big name guy and being consistent with what he was doing and getting getting good results consistently, and then finally getting some help. It doesn't always just happen right away, and and I think the biggest thing is you just gotta gotta be patient with it. You know, know that your time will come. Keep working hard and just progress every year. Don't rush it. Don't get hurt. Just build your triangle up and, and wait for wait for your time to peak. You know, not just leave thinking you can't ever do it. Thinking talking about Weston Pike. Uh, I knew him uh, in like 2011, 10, 11, 09, 10, 11, and and uh, I was running a team um, out west, and then we did a 450 program with Nick Way and Matt Gerke, Matt Bonney, and uh, a few other guys on 450s, and uh, he they he and his dad were would like track walk. It was uh, you know, and in the pits, it was an opportunity for them to go out and and talk to team guys and say. Hey, we're looking for, you know, we need some help. We need some help. And, uh, I never, I never had a place for Weston, not because of him or anything. I just didn't, it was, it never came together, but I never would have guessed that he would be as successful as he was. He's just a too big of a guy. He, or he was, he's not now he's slimmed down a bunch. It looks like, but you know, I just thought he's, he's just, kind of a stiff rider on the bike he isn't now but he was you know what i mean like he really came a long ways and he is the working class dude that yep. that put it together and finally had a team you know he's, he's out injured right now but um and maybe never returned but that is a good testimony of of what a privateer can do just by putting the work in and, and the time and you're, yeah, it's 2011. Isn't the best story, though, in racing? I think it is that guy that comes up from Owensboro, Kentucky, or wherever, and, and puts his own race together and does well without the support of the big fa- like a big factory team, right? That's some of the best. For sure. And I think that's what Carlin's saying is, is uh, it's uh, it's doable. And it just it's a long road to hoe, isn't it? Sure. But it's a long road to hoe, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. That's why I think, you know, like I said, everyone just, just wants it so soon and wants it to happen that night and wants it, you know, right away. And you just, you got to see the bigger picture um, and just, just know. If it, 
you know, I, there is a time uh, you you should call it if you know you're not seeing progression each year. You're you're not really moving forward at all. You're just burying yourself in expenses and stuff like that. Then yeah, you know, the smart thing could be. But as long as you're progressing, you're in an okay financial state. You can you can somewhat manage it um, and and keep gaining sponsors and help and exposure. It, it, it'll come. So you just gotta you just gotta be patient with it and and keep uh, keep trying to work as hard as you can as well and not just expect it to happen. Okay, so across the disciplines, across the classes, are there uh, is there a handful of guys that start off with, you know, great privateer uh, assistance, you know, as far as their race efforts go? And could you put Carmichael in that group? Could you put McGrath in no, that group? Could no. you put Stewart in that group? No. Who would you put in the group? Maybe McGrath, but that's that's a, that's a this guy's live live in a different environment than than he did. Uh, um, Who was our guy from Minneapolis that got Target? I mean, that was like an eye opener right there, right? <laughs> yeah, Dungey though. Yeah, Dungey's a good one. Yeah, I mean, Dungey be good. One. He, but they haunted you know our Roger until he got a until he got a ride and and they went racing. But I think that that happened. It didn't happen overnight for him, but it happened pretty quickly. Right. You know. I and, think that's all a matter of perception, right? That's true. I remember. <laughs> talking to his mom when he was on mini bikes and you know and they were spending a lot of money and going what are we doing and and they just never quit next you know? time next next time we see him he's shopping at, at target he's <laughs> got his own glove <laughs> our guest uh, right now carlin and and carlin the, let's face it your first name is not a i mean there was george carlin right yeah, spelled a little different. I think it was I-N. Right. But where does the name come from in, in your family? Who named you? Are you named after somebody in your family? No, I'm not. Um, my dad my dad named me. He uh, he said he just picked up a book of names, and I, he, he honestly, I've asked him so many times because <laughs> I've been so, so interested in myself, but he said he just, he flipped to a page, and he picked, he said he flipped to a couple pages, picked out a couple names on each page, the ones he just landed on and it so happened to be you know I, I don't remember which one it was but you know carlin was one of them and uh the definition of carlin was champion oh wow he yeah he said he just found that to be the most unique and eye-opening at the time and he just said that's that's the one <laughs> my buddy has the same last name that you do his name is really? rulin gardner and rulin gardner was a, an olympic gold medalist in sydney in beating uh, Alexander Karelin, the most dominant heavyweight wrestler in the world, ever, and and <laughs> Ruse had a death wish. He, he his snowmobile quit on him out in the middle of nowhere in a driving snowstorm, a terrible snowstorm, and he found a place underneath some trees. And guess what? The wolves started circling. Another time, he ran his motorcycle inside of a car, goes flying, cheats death again. He had an airplane he was in going down, cheats death again. That's three times right there. But Maybe he's just not that good. Oh, my God. And if you go out to dinner with him, don't say, I'm buying, because he will literally, literally order the entire menu. How many Loretta's titles does he have? Six. Mm-mm. No, no. How many you got, Carlin? I just got one. Yeah, well, it's one more than me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and and Rulin also would have finished first on America's Biggest Loser if they hadn't cheated. <laughs> really? I'm serious. Yeah, that's a very true story. He wouldn't get along with the producers. All right, Carlin, your opportunity to uh, list off some of those sponsors you would like to recognize, and and uh, you know people are, are doing nice things for you. Yeah, there's there's tons of people that that always do amazing things for me. Um, can't always ever name them all, but first, my dad, 
Um, him and his company, AIM Service Group, have always been my, my biggest supporters and always will be. He has backed me and been fully uh, supportive of my dreams. Um, BWR Engines, LTEC, Leo Tidwell Excavating Corporation, SSI decals, Laser Star, Bolt Motorcycle Hardware. Um, just those are those are huge team sponsors that have kind of majorly gotten me to um, to the race this year. Um, but I mean, if I was to name off all of them, Lucas Oil, Works Connection, Moto C, uh, Mika Metals, Dirt Tricks, Acer Bis, Evans Coolant, DT1 Filters, Recluse, Pro Circuit, Race Tech, Crown Limos 805. J Bond Insurance, um, yeah, there's 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 a long list that that make it happen for me. Well, Bud, you did a great job of the program. We appreciate you joining us, and of course, Carlin means the champion, right? All right, so your new name, Carlin the Champion Gardener, right here on the very program. Gave it to you, Juris. Perfect, thank you. Tell your pop we said hey, and tell him thank you too for being a great dad. Obviously, uh, recognizing talent and quality in his son when he did. Nice job. Carlin, thank you very much. We'll look forward to uh, catching up with you again, and good luck. I think you got qualifying coming up, right? Uh, no, not really. What, what, what do you mean? Well, don't you have something? What's in Arlington? Uh, Isn't that February, what is that, 16th? Yeah, this weekend. Okay, all right. Well, good luck there, man. We look forward to seeing the results. How about that? Yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right, buddy boy. We'll talk to you soon. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Glad you're with us. This portion of our show brought to you by our good friends at Wiseco. Wiseco, performance products. Well, you know what? If a dealer doesn't carry Wiseco, something's wrong. There's something off the track. We need them to uh, carry Wiseco products. They do everything. Forge pistons. Precision forge clutch baskets. Clutch hubs. Crankshafts. Forge connecting rods, valves, and a lot more. If you drive a car, a boat, um, PwC, doesn't matter. Snowmobiles, they got all that stuff, man. One name, one solution, Wiseco. What's up, guys? Trey Kennard here. Then I ride the 450 class. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.